The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Haworth. I'm Jenna Rose. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Sean Solis. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and that was fantastic. I'm so yeah. happy. <laughs> that was first Six try. People said you can't names. believe it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even have to edit that. Yeah, welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week we're going to be going back to the Bondcast just before we get into the holiday season. I got the holiday vibes already. Uh, we're gonna so we're gonna do uh, my favorite Bond film of all time. Spoilers, sorry, it is what it is. Uh, we're gonna be talking today about the first appearance of Pierce Brosnan as James Bond in Goldeneye, the 1995 action adventure. I got a little bit of a thing. This was directed by Martin Campbell. Uh, yeah. When a powerful satellite system falls under the hands of Alex Trevelyan. Treve- I love Alex Trevelyan. I don't know. AKA Agent 006 Sean Bean, a former ally turned enemy, only James Bond, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, can save the world from an awesome space weapon that in one short pulse can de- could destroy the Earth. As Bond squares off against his former compatriot, he also battles Trevelyan's stunning ally, Zinnia on a top. Uh, sorry, Famke G- Jansen. I'm pretty sure I'm destroying Famke that name. Jensen. An assassin. Ah, thank mm-hmm. you. An assassin who uses pleasure as her ultimate weapon. Okay. <laughs> I, that's, yes. that's, 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 that's I feel the like 1995 that's, sting. That's, a, that's an intro like worthy of this movie. <laughs> so I think we need to just I, end there. Like, like done we're recording. good. Thanks for, we're good. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so I, what was everyone's everyone. ratings? Quick, quick, quick. <laughs> I love how Isabella likes like sorry. I, Natal, she plays Natalia Samanova. Is not even mentioned in the intro. <laughs> like, mm. Or Natalia all Zinnia. <laughs> <laughs> she just gets she just gets hard shafted for I Zinnia love you, on Natalia. I stand. Kind of a horrible mm. use of words there, Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was listening. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Zinni Autotop likes a shafting. Anyways, that's I regret immediately saying that. All right. This is this is uh, it's one of the things where I think that this is actually probably the James Bond that a lot of us are kind of grew up with, because, again, a lot of us were the first generation that had N64s and shooters and everything else. And, you know, obviously, Goldeneye, the game based on this was like one of those seminal games. It's actually has more like cultural impact in some ways than than sometimes that people even think that the rest of the James Bond franchise has on gaming and stuff. So, you know, for me personally, I have that association. But also like this was (laughs) this was the movie. My dad, this and Die Hard were the two movies that when I was like a nine-year-old with my dad, we watched like over and over and over again. And like, he was like, I really should. like, and during the Zini autotop scene, he's like, ah, I fucked up again. And, and I love it. Dad yeah. would say that out loud okay. and then wouldn't turn the movie off because he just wanted to keep watching, <laughs> which is my favorite thing. She's like, yeah, he's like killing people with her legs. Yeah, he's, sorry, yeah. he's already seen it. Eh, might as well. <laughs> okay. Might as well just have a good time. Yeah. Anyways. Just, just uh, to be clear. Just to be clear. That's what that's what happened. All right. Continue. <laughs> well, I want to I want to I want to go ahead and throw around the horn and see what other if people have different reactions for it. So I'm going to throw around uh, first up to. To uh, Peter, I'm curious, what was your experience with Goldeneye? So, despite having like kind of played the Goldeneye game when I when I when I was younger, but 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 then also sometimes in college because the popularity stayed into into adulthood, this was actually my first time seeing Goldeneye in full. Surprising, mm. surprisingly nice. enough. But I but I enjoyed it. There there are definitely a lot of moments in, in the movie where I was like, I'm here for this, I'm here for this, I'm here for this. It, it was a fun time. Yeah. Uh Jenna, what did, what did, what is your history with Goldeneye? 
Uh, so did not grow grow up in a household with video games. So I didn't know it was a video game until my partner was like, oh, I should really get a Nintendo 64, I think is what he said. Yes. Um, yes. I should get that so I can play again. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess that's the history. Um, yeah, so I have no history. I, I saw the movie before um, for sure, but don't it doesn't have the same like place in my heart as someone who played it growing up either yeah I, I, you guys just hear like those are the two things it's like this is like the seminal dad movie to me i have i have no <laughs> object i have zero zero and i mean zero objectivity when it comes to this movie because this is like <laughs> a big deal for me so I, i'm just gonna like own up that up front so anyone and let who wants talk. to fight with jack tonight this is the movie if somebody's like jack you're wrong it's like i don't know fuck <laughs> like, i guess <laughs> yeah i guess you, you can be totally right you know that's how i feel about water could be wet me. i, I suppose yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Sean, one. what is your experience with Goldeneye? Yeah, actually, so the first Bond movie I saw was, uh, oh God, uh, Die Another Day in, I think, 2002, which is probably the worst Pierce Brosnan movie. Um, so I actually hadn't, you know, I hadn't seen this movie until yeah. later on after I had already watched like all of the Daniel Craig movies. So it's, it's kind of weird coming back to this one after, you know, seeing like the really bad Pierce Brosnan movies and then and then watching this one. Um, this one is significantly better than the other Pierce Brosnan movies, but at the same time, it has a lot of the camp that kind of tanks these movies down. You can kind of see the seed planted a little bit. That said, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's by far the best of them. And, and, you know, coming at this point in the franchise, I don't think there had been any bond movie that really kind of got popular imagination like this one so this was certainly a huge moment for the for the franchise itself yeah uh trevor what was your experience uh, with this yeah so uh my best friend growing up this is what we did is we played goldeneye we went over to each other's houses and played goldeneye and i have probably played through the campaign of that video game well definitely more times than i've seen this movie uh, so yes, the nostalgia is heavy with me as well on this one, but rewatching it for like probably like maybe the second or third time I just sat down and watched the whole thing ever. It's amazing to me how many things I'm like, oh, this is the one where that happens, kind of, you know, like there's a lot <laughs> of moments in here, like uh, when the femme fatale literally kills a man uh, mid coitus or oh, like yeah, this, yeah. there's oh, this you, absolutely I, perfect <laughs> scene with Q and uh, there's the satellite and there's Sean Bean and there's just all these moments. Uh, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, just, the sexist, misogynist dinosaur speech is in this movie. Oh, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some just, real classic Bond uh, stuff. Uh, in context of us doing this rewatch, too, I'm fascinated that this is Martin Campbell knowing that he comes back and does Casino Royale, which has got to yes. be one of the better ones. Yes. Looking at that and seeing that, like, the core of this movie is this kind of bromance between, again, it's like the better Bond movies is like the fucking, you know, bromance with like the uh, the co-agent. This is so proto Skyfall and why Sky I like Skyfall so much. Such a similar kind of premise. And I, I just... Ah, oh, man, you know, Sean Bean is so young, it's almost shocking to see him Okay, die. I, Trevor, I gotta ask a question because you've said Sean Bean twice now. Are you wearing a Game of Thrones Christmas sweater? Uh, actually, this is, thank you for noticing, uh, this is Home Alone. This is okay. uh, Merry Christmas. Ah, animal. well done. Nice. Yes. Nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Glad, glad we established that then. No, thank you. No, that's fine. Yeah, whoever's next. <laughs> yeah, Alec. Tre- yeah, Alec Trevelyan is probably my all-time favorite uh, Bond villain. I know, I know, I know. Jack's is this motivation comprom- like all that compromised? Oh, well, it's no. fair. <laughs> it's like it's, his motivation is money at the end of the day. Like, it's it fine. was also exciting because, yeah. like, it's, it's so I haven't reveal. seen this it movie since. His, his, his motivation is like, and, fuck um, the British you know, government. It's not that hard to die. feel like, I guess, you know? Oh, it's like a queen. Queen. I, I, I get it, you know? I don't know. I, I feel like that's always the end. Like, I watch, like, sorry, no, I watch The Crown and I'm like, Jesus. And then it's like, it, I get the I, I don't know I just if you watch the crown and then watch this movie you're like time. I get Alex Trevelyan <laughs> totally yeah just fuck oh, the yeah. British government yeah. <laughs> yeah because it's Sean Bean he's a legend before we let this take away, I have to, before we let this take away, I have to give there's only one person that hasn't given his hit yet. That's Ben. I have not forgotten you, Ben. Thank you. No, I know you don't. Uh, so I this was part of, like I said, the sampler pack, as I mentioned before, the seven films. This was the Bosnian they gave oh, yeah. me. And uh, thankfully, uh, it's the good Brosnan. Um, we could argue about some of them, but uh, it's certainly the best. And uh, also grew up with the video game. I'll just say to Jenna because I think you're the only one not familiar with it. What made it so original was it was like the first first person shooter to really have like a story, like and really follow the plots of the book and have the the movie sorry and have like specific action scenes as well as really uh, revolutionizing multiplayer gaming. It's also notable it came mm-hmm. out two years after the movie, so it kind of points out that like. When you rush a movie-based game, it's usually really terrible <laughs> for that reason. Where yeah. like if you actually take your time with a property, which I think they they finally figured out to do now with something like Spider-Man, for instance, you know. Um, but that's the game. Uh, but uh, certainly, I, I've I've wondered how much is that me growing up with the game and me growing up with the movie and, and rewatching it. No, this movie's pretty pretty freaking fun. Um, it's pretty amazing to me that Martin Campbell directed both this and Casino Royale. He basically reinvigorated the Bond franchise twice over. This was a six-year break from it. You know, Bond was starting to feel irrelevant. That's why they talk about the dinosaur stuff. You know, we're, we're mid in the 90s. We're really talking about, you know, sexual politics are starting to come up again. And and Bond feels outdated like a, like a franchise. And he comes out with just a very fun, classic adventure. Uh, the Soviets were gone. Obviously, that was the other thing. Like, okay, so mm-hmm. Bond's biggest enemy is gone. How are we going to deal with that? And I, I'm just so impressed with Martin Campbell. Two very different ways of reinventing the Bond franchise, but but nailing it both times, I think. More so Casino Royale for me, but... Uh, Agreed. And uh, I think you have a great female lead. I think you have really fun storyline. It's schlocky, but it's still enjoyable. And I think Brosnan's at his best here. He's, he's, he's young enough. He's exciting enough. And Sean Bean's a great choice because Sean Bean, I think, was someone people were batting around after Patriot Games. That was his first big movie. He had kind of a suave energy and, and casting someone who felt like he was on the short list. Uh, even though Brosnan was always on the list because of Remington Steel, they actually wanted him way back in the 80s, but he could never get out of his uh, his TV contract. So all those elements make for just a film I really, really enjoy rewatching a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, This I, I think that's the thing. I think this this while this is still has a lot of the classic Bond problems, this one feels like a breath of fresh air. It feels like a different movie and it feels like the same at the same time. It's just like re- watching a lot of what Bond was before this get condensed into something that somehow is both like it's it's both 
like I, I agree with like uh, Sean and that like the camp is in there and it's interesting that the camp still exists in this movie, but it's the perfect form of the camp for me where it still allows it to feel like a little bit like the spy who loved me. It's not, not the spy who loved me. That's maximum camp. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was about to say, you know, the other spy loving movie uh, from, <laughs> from Russia, Russia with, with love. love. <laughs> it, yeah. With it, love. it has like a little vibe and it has like a more serious story, but at the same time it, it manages, it just pulls off. Just like you know, the I think the, he has like some of the best too. zingers in quite some time. Actually, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'll give credit to Pierce Brosnan too. Like he's also like he's kind of what the series needed for the nineties, right? And they like, have he, been trying. They were trying to get him forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny yeah, part too. Like this actually. was so long delayed. I didn't know that. So yeah. yeah, so people don't know that he was in the show called Remington Steel. But the whole premise was he was sort of a played a fictional spy character who was basically James Bond and everyone's like he's so fucking good at that he should play James <laughs> Bond <laughs> but that, yeah that the, is exa- the show yeah. just constantly re because like whenever the heat would increase the show would increase his budget and then like keep him on for longer and longer and it was just like he got so frustrated with that yeah yeah no the, go ahead go ahead John no it's just I I, I do I like rewatching this movie was such a blast the only thing is it's just it's hard for me to like divorce this movie from like the rest of the Pierce Brosnan legacy, which I think is like some of the worst Bond movies ever, in my view. Um, yeah. So it's just it like, rough. you know, yeah, <laughs> it, it does. But that said, I mean, I feel like the, the, the best way to watch this is just just watch it through. Ignore <laughs> ignore the rest of the Pierce Brosnan canon um, and you're going to have a great time. It, like I said, it's it's just it, it's probably one of the more, the more rewatchable bonds, I would argue as well. Yeah, I, rewatchability is another thing. This is another it's again, it's not on TV, but this is a this was a VHS that me and my dad wore out. And I think that's like one of the best things about this version of this uh, this this bond. This is this is the bond I watched like a bunch. And then I would go and watch Roger Moore and be like, oh, excuse you for being a worse version of that thing. I love uh, when and then I eventually came around to loving Roger Moore when I got older because, you know, Moonraker. Uh, yeah, but I guess one of the things too is like, let's talk a little bit about, I, I want to get to her a little bit because I just find her, she's still probably my Zenia favorite Bond girl. so yeah. much. <laughs> she's so much. Oh, I'm about to blow your mind here too. What, Zinnia Autotop also plays Jean Grey in the first like three X-Men yes. movies. Yes. Mm. I they love Peter's her face. Name. I love Peter. Look at Peter's face. Peter. Oh, <laughs> Peter. Peter fell off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Peter fell <laughs> Peter's like, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 The sex demon from GoldenEye is Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did yeah. not they say that at all. Oh, my God. They yeah. say her name. <laughs> Three times when when he meets her, he's like on a top. No, on a top. On top. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three times in a row. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, when I you love, have a name that. that dumb, you have to commit. You have to really. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. Holly Goodhead. Yeah. They only said it once. You got to be like, no, we're committing to this terrible pun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Octopus yeah. is the worst one where it's like octopus, and it's just Roger Moore. I was like, don't say it. Don't let Roger Moore say it. That was like a mistake. Or like, or, yeah. or like, or like pussy galore. Like if you're naming your, if you're if you're naming the like the the femme fatale pussy galore, then you're committing. It's it's also yeah. It's in both those cases, they just extend out the name. They're like octopusy. It's see, just like I, what? No, um, no, thank you. <laughs> I will admit, I kind of prefer an onatop, which is more obvious to to start than a Christmas Jones, where you're like, why is she called Christmas? And then they reveal in the last second, it's to set up <laughs> the worst pun of all time. So you yeah, 
that 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 one is that that's the one where it's like gilded the lily it's like you know it's it's you're just like okay i get that you like thought this was a great idea and this probably worked on paper but like in practice and it's also the thing too like you know i want to give credit to i I was giving credit like two minutes ago to pierce brosnan being being the master of the one-liners but like his right like he also delivers the worst james bond one-liners in a lot of people's opinions which we're gonna see as this goes on Mm. uh because it is kind of a steady decline here right after this with tomorrow never dies the world is not enough is pretty good and then uh, there's probably a lot of people's worst james bond film that he <laughs> is in uh which is my favorite uh, yeah. dumb thing that xenia on does is when she's like tracking down natalia after she's killed everybody and amarov looks at her like damn whenever she's like getting satisfaction from it that's kind of fun and then she like bends down and like licks the coffee on the floor like it's she's gonna like track the scent of the person drinking it's so stupid it's so stupid and i love it <laughs> as, as a person interested uh, in part of the kink community i should be offended but i find her so over the top that it's impossible that's the other thing yeah, yeah. Like, in the 90s I'm this is what people right thought ben. bdsm looks she's like also grandmother ben. i don't know sure. I, yeah I, she, she's i don't know why i like and i agree with you this is also like classic like we should be that's offended by worse, something in bond we're like it's fine it's bond you know what I mean? But like, like at the same time, violent, it's like she's like, like somehow grandmothered in. I just like the first. Like, I'm, 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 that, well, that's I'm going to be honest. Nine-year-old Jack well, was, was like, Trevor? "Yep, yeah. let's do this." <laughs> like, yeah, I, he, like I don't know how to but, put that. But like, he was wearing you know, underwear like, the whole time. Like she, for like, a lot of there was people, no sex. It's like this, it was just you know, you see and like weird and James Bond and aggressive and like what in the hell is going on? Like I literally said that when I was watching it because it was confusing. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, the sex like, fight. This, oh my it's gosh, just, I, it was I, I don't know what else to call it but a sex fight. That's, that's I, I don't know fight. what else to it's call it. <laughs> it's a sex fight. Yeah, she. No, yeah. I know. Would you rather he be inside her? Why <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. she's such anything? a level where, like, literally, she's being murdered? She's like, oh, <laughs> like it's yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I would give anything to ask that man what it was like to film that scene. I would give. I just want to like sit down and have a cup of coffee and be like, so when she like. What were you guys doing? How was that scene set up? Was the director come in? And he had I, I also feel stuff? like I have to point out that Martin Campbell started as a softcore pornography director. So I was about to say he's his first film is called <laughs> The Sex Thief, which I've always wanted to find because it's called The Sex Thief, and I want to oh know how you God. steal sex. And so when uh, when when Xenia murders someone and then it cuts to like gushing water, it's like okay, okay, that's a porn softcore porn director. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I when she, when she, when she died, like I literally, I literally made the note when autoerotic asphyxiation goes wrong. Yeah, that that's a weird death. I mean, every death associated with her is weird. I was legit confused. It was like I, he can't breathe, but I, I thought it was like a like, spine snap or something. I don't understand. I, yeah. it, it's always also like, have we, a Mandela effect that the guy has a smile on his face and they cut to him dead because I yeah, thought it was yeah. that yeah. hacky of a joke. <laughs> well, yeah, he's yeah. got his eyes rolled up in his head like kind of. It's kind of there. Like I remember yeah. that too. Yeah. I, I uh, does he not have a smile? Too much on his face? of the like, 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 fifty shades of gray stuff. Dead, but he's not like like I thought he was like comically like yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like it's not a sex. It's but I mean it's, it's like there's no denying it's like an O face, right? Like I knew I was gonna say O face. Yes. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. 
Like it's. I'm sorry. I feel like that's a, like a weird. I, I shouldn't say O face or something. But I, 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 I think we're at O face. <laughs> I think we're okay. there. It's okay. I think you're right that if you add sexuality to fights. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Oh, I have a Fifty Shades of Freed question. Good that I'm qualifier, so though. For in the, uh, well, now I'm afraid. Jeopardy, Jeopardy in two weeks, but I'm so excited for that. Oh Anyways, can we all can we all agree? Zinnia on a top more healthy relationship with that one guy than like all of Fifty Shades. <laughs> like, I'm kind which of guy? Just oh, that guy that he should, the guy that she that murdered, she kills. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Mur- <laughs> death isn't that healthy. But uh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm death I'm isn't that flippant. healthy. <laughs> That's a shirt. Can, 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 can I though just can I like, like just give, yeah, give a shout good. out to Samantha Bond and James and Dame Judy Dench as the new Money Penny oh. and and M oh, yeah. respectively because because both of them had their own respective lines or like mini speeches that were, were it's like yes finally just drag Bond for who he is like when Money Penny said when when Money Penny said to him when Bond was like what will I ever do without you and she looks him dead in the face and she's like you never had me. <laughs> yeah, that that oh, is yeah. that is like really like I do think there is like a certain amount of like and, and it's weird to call it on with the same movie where Zinnia on a tops in there because like, again, she just she's there. So yeah, she's there. Well, but like it, it, I, they've really they really tried to do a little bit more. Or, and again, I think this is like, you know, thanking somebody who's like halfway there. But it, it is seems to me like the female characters in this movie outside of Zinnia on a top are like somehow a lot more better and three dimensional or at least you know, more active in their things outside as, of as far, as far as the, as far as you could push it in the nineties. And, and for a bond mill, yeah, and it's, I think it's like shocking for, to me almost like coming out of the Roger Moore era. And it's just like, Whoa, you know, it's like, you know, uh, and a, and a, sorry, I, I always forget her character name in this. I can, I cannot do Russian names. I'm so sorry. Natasha. Uh, yeah, she's no, uh, Natalia. Uh, Natalia. Natalia, yeah, yeah, Natalia, and she, uh, yeah, she, and she like runs away, gets the wolves, does it, and then gets like goes out to do the things. Like she's, yeah, she's like a, a yeah. She orders them around. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think this is the thing. I think there's a lot more of like. A, I think there's a lot more like you know fight back from women in this one, and like they enjoy it more in the context of it. I'm not necessarily I, sure. It's it's not by any stretch feministic because it's it's just you know. Not. It's like enabling too, though, is the thing. Like I love right. the sexist dinosaur misogynist speech outside of the context that it enabled Bond to be a misogynist dinosaur for another. That's exactly right. Years. That's exactly yeah. right. Like, like there's nothing progressive about this movie, but it, in some ways, it's just like hiding. It's, it's like it's tiptoeing. Like, Having Judy Dench be M obviously is the big big one, and her her calling yeah. Yeah. right to his and, face. And, 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 and it was it was it was in, it was interesting to me when when she when she said when she said the line like when she said the line like like you, like you should have stayed in the Cold War or whatever whatever that line was and it's like huh Jack and or Ben literally said that like like early on when when we when we were discussing the first few movies with how his character should not have escaped like the original few. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a self referentialness. It's self aware. That's self aware. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. really doesn't come back till uh, Casino Royale and Skyfall. In my mm, opinion, okay, okay. and it's one of those things where it's like it only it only exists in the Brosnan era in this movie, and that's my in my opinion. Um, I think there's I mean there's obviously the other movies. Some and Tomorrow Never Dies, and then he has a I female think what I like, like James about, like, Bond-ish having watched partner, the but it's Daltons, not as and then now this one is it, give, like it gave me a lot more. Yeah, like, there's, there's I watched some other Tomorrow Never Dies has some other, but I, I hadn't watched them maybe anywhere close to adulthood, and I got a lot more appreciation for the so like ones. I don't know. I enjoyed those in their own. Right, but now seeing Bond, like, like how it's yeah. advanced and how it's changed it's, with the times, I think that's is. been really powerful. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I enjoy yeah. that there's like, like y'all were saying with like, how are they going to handle it with the Cold War being over? Answer is like set a scene in a literal like decommissioned Soviet statue, like graveyard. Yeah. I, well, I mean, love they, that they, level in the game. I love the atmosphere of it in the, the movie. The opening credits is just all about the fall of Russia. It's all these like Soviet images crumbling and falling apart. And this is mm-hmm. a very interesting post-Soviet era movie where things felt you know we were worried about what happened to the nuclear weapons and what happened to all their military assets and why are they getting sold off to other countries and you know who's really in control now and stuff like that it, it kind of yeah. taps into that in a very why i like when bond fit i've always said that i prefer i'm always going to be kind of bummed if they ever said like we're going to make a period piece drama uh, bond movie i kind of like that bond often is a reflection of its time and this is one of the ones where it mm-hmm. works better than than some and and it also yeah. works with the introduction of uh, uh, what's his character? They're his like his like KGB. Uh, I, I just feel like they uh, were really Zukowski? building. Sukowski. Sukowski is yes. fun in of itself with like the American bar and how like the like you know how he's just like how this you know the times have changed with like them singing in that like that that that's like who strangled the cat is still like kind of funny to me. I I'm just need to I don't know why that's make sure everyone knows that Sukowski is haggard. <laughs> that's very weird. To right. say. Oh yes, 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 yes. He is hard okay. to recognize. I didn't blow all Peter's that mind hair. as much as the previous one. I was hoping. Oh well. No, it, it does. Especially like when Haggard comes on screen, he's like Haggard's like I'm going to blow your balls off. Like I'm like okay, that's great <laughs> well i mean his knee he's gonna shoot him in the knee i guess yeah you know sorry i don't i don't know it, it definitely it definitely like the, the, the way that shot is framed it's definitely like woo. oh know, it's like, definitely like, castrating i, I agree. yeah it's, well, it's one other thing i want to yeah. mention real quick is just one of the reasons i love this movie is this is peak miniature era of hollywood where this yes. is the first bond movie to have cgi and it's barely in it it's mostly for background scenes and most of like the, the, first the, one the satellite that blows up the train like, all kinds departure. of these big set pieces mm-hmm. were done in miniatures and they are wow, gorgeous i mean i think it pretty much dies off with lord of the rings which is the the middle ground between the two um and, and peak peak miniatures are, are my my specialty i miss a good miniature and this one has some just lovely ones that train is so ridiculous it's straight out of a video game and i love it oh just, yeah oh. Mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah, yeah. that is yeah and and also I just I kind of feel like there's this unrestriction to it that it makes it work like it's definitely like there's a certain amount of adaptation that happens in a lot of like Fleming's books and Bond and just by unstructuring it from it I feel like you just immediately get a little bit more of like a, a cohesive tale do you know what I mean I, I, I mean don't know if there that's is like, it's it's another one of those that and probably the most so far there's actually a thematic dramatic question then that it is so self-aware and questioning the ideology of James Bond it is like this guy is just <laughs> running around they say boys with toys twice you know the whole tension is between him and another agent it's like you don't care about people you just use people all this is like all this is awful and uh you know that of course it is all affirming at the end and that's just because we like watching these movies so let us have it you know it's like kind yeah. of what yes yeah. one man can do all this it's fine uh yeah boys so, with toys i don't know why that boys <laughs> <laughs> with ties i don't know it's irish <laughs> this is what yeah. irish this comes out. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, I'm I, 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 I'm hesitant to go ahead and start wrapping up here because this is one of my favorite Bond movies. But I do want to go ahead and give everyone a chance to speak and kind of talk about their scores as we kind of build this up. And <laughs> I have to do a lot of math today. Don't you guys know? There's a lot. There's there's a, a ton of people of on the next week as we tie things up. Yeah, there's a lot, man. It's a lot of math. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, just go down the list here. And I wanted to start actually with you, Trevor. Uh, where does Goldeneye fit? Uh, and I actually, I, I want to actually talk about this. Uh, what do you guys? Uh, no, actually, I'll, I'll save this for a trade. No, you, question you can week. give me more time. That's fine. I did. I did all the scores for all the bonds, and I've been averaging things up for what our overall generation scores for each of the individual bonds. Oh. It is not. It was very mm. shocking, actually, because the two <laughs> highest scored bond films are literally like absolutely flabbergasting. <laughs> and I think you guys are gonna freak out when you. I know Sean's gonna freak out when he finds out. I know that. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but Trevor, what is your score for Goldeneye? Oh, uh, and actually, no, no, oh, sorry. I got. I can't. I gotta stop that. Let's talk about Sean Bean because we have to talk about Sean Bean. Okay. That's that's like the biggest part of that. And we talked about it a little bit here. But Alex Trevelyan is kind of an interesting villain in the context of this movie. And and it's one of those things too where I just find it's actually interesting to see that the villain is actually absent from ninety percent of the runtime of this movie, then reappears at the end and I just find that that to be a very interesting like I don't know it always came off as like a very cloak and dagger also I hate that level in the golden eye when you're like running through the thing and people are shooting you with darts I hate that level so much darts which Uh, um, level darts well it's a level where the like you know he like gets you like when Alex like surprises him at the thing and like gets him with a dart and he like gets knocked out and wakes up in the helicopter which is again Uh, the dumbest death trap the helicopter scene is incredibly dumb oh yeah like the rockets that shoot out and then there's like an ejection button like right there and then like no one is there to just like watch it happen because why would you and Mm. then immediately the cops pull up like that sequence is rough that's 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 some rough I know uh, him uh, him uh, making uh tunnels through the base of uh, buildings with a tank that don't immediately collapse is much more realistic. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, I, the, the tank scene is fantastic. That's, that's one of those, the tank scene is, uh, yeah. And it's also one of the first like really good, like bond guitar riffs. I feel like during the movies, like where they actually like just have that jazz. It's amazing that they don't use the bond theme in the opening when they just call their shot with that plane stunt. And they don't play the Bond theme. That is just amazing that's to me that true. they that, save it. That's restraint. That's yeah. restraint on a level. And I, and, I, and I think that's like, I think that's the other thing too. I just think the editing is superior to like a lot of the previous Bonds. I think there's, I think the editing is where this like movie is like really like, you know, there's, it's not, it's not like, it's not overt. Like, you know, it's not like they're not doing like a creative, like editing stuff. But what they are doing is they're just like, there's like a lot of restraint in the mix. There's a lot of restraint in how they go shot to shot. They actually hold shots. I mean, I mean, this mission might be the 95 is like they were still holding shots like longer than they did. And t- t- as soon as we hit the 2000s and Michael Bay becomes a thing, you know, what I mean? Ar- Armageddon happens and then shots are like under two seconds, you know, <laughs> but uh, uh, there's a there's one before that. Uh, I mean, born born uh, identity is the one where we got shaky cam footage, but, it's you know, shot definitely editing is kind of you're compressing your shots more and more. So. Uh, and then there are longer shots in the original Bond, but I mean, from an action perspective, they're definitely keeping pretty long angles, and I think it's I think it's fun. You disagree, Ben? I sorry. No, as no, the, I was as looking the, at the, as the actual uh, editor. Editor, he edited Alien. So yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, but also a lot of like uh, action movies that are I think are pretty fun, like FX, weird movie, good, good, 
good one though. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. That's interesting. Sorry, I don't know who the, I know who the cinematographer for this is. Um, who I'm not actually sure all the cinematography is fantastic. I do love. There's I do one love the scene shots. when they're on the beach and it just looks yeah. like a painting. It's the golden hour sunset framed yeah. perfectly yeah. behind a palm tree or something. I, I just yeah. is that real? Like is that a back lot? Like what the hell am I looking at? I I don't even know. Uh, they're on a beach, man. They went. They they filmed on location oh, for this. That's that's, cool. that's like they they like. I mean, they usually there. do, right? I mean, a yeah, lot well, of them anyway. More more so, yeah. Like if you Google they don't Gold go, Night Beach, it's tough because you're getting like the Golden Night Estate. I'm doing that now, and it's it's tough to find the shot mm. you're talking about. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This oh, featured the highest bungee jump from a structure in a movie. That's the, the other thing. That opening sequence. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Trevor, that's golden hour shit, man. That's why the golden hour rules. <laughs> so, yeah. it, 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 yeah. You can't lose. And I remember when you told me about say, golden hour. <laughs> you can't lose when you film. Like my favorite, one of my, one of they, my they found a great like, mountain with the sunset into it, and it's just like, yeah, that's just good. Good find, good hour. That's that's. It's one I mean, of the, I'm not saying you can fuck, you can fuck it up, but it's hard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's one of those things with photography, like sometimes like it's just time and place. Like I still have a shot that's used by like Big Duke all the time because like and I say Big Duke because they're like the bigger photography group. And I work for the Department of Anesthesiology. So it's just like Big Duke. And, you know, I'm I'm like just a little podoc photographer. I don't know why I'm making this thing a thing. But the, <laughs> the point is, is that uh, like I took I was we were it was Veterans Day like four years ago and it was like golden hour. And I was the only one there. And I shot this shot of like the flag with like in golden hour. And it's just like it's like it's like a beautiful breeze and it's blowing and Big Duke still uses that photo all the time. And I'm like, yeah, and it's not like it was I, I like I remember like I was drinking a soda. I had a Coke in like one hand and like reached up and went boop. And I was like and people are always like complimenting me. I was like, yeah, I mean, that was just fucking luck, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like but it's just certain times of the day you really cannot lose. And it's it just it is great. But, but you know, the other thing is like running productions for these guys like they planned for that shit. Like that's it is difficult. You know, we're going to wait all fucking day and have people sit around on cameras to get golden hour on the sunset so we can shoot this scene so um i I do also find it weird that like clearly they like kept like the you know it was so bright during the scenes when they're on top of like the satellite dish which we have to also mention that that satellite dish is now destroyed and fell apart which is super sad just 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 collapsed a couple weeks ago very very devastating to hear that that really did make this movie that much more impactful knowing that that doesn't work anymore (laughs) Not that it works like it does in the movie anyway, but you know, yeah, it, it's, 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 uh, I, I was well, saying, I think I said it like, Oh, that's fun. Like, you know, that that's just a practical effect to be like, Oh, that thing actually is really collapsed and kind of bummed me. Yeah. Out. Well, it also adds just gravitas like this. It's just like this thing is a real thing and you can tell how they're filming it, that it's a real yeah. thing. And, <laughs> and they just moved it around for the set and they just gave them access. So it's really cool. And it's also like when they were destroying it too, like when it was falling apart, I was like, somebody needs to put like a little like stuffed Sean Bean down there. Just so it falls on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, unfortunately mm-hmm. collapsed before the demolition would happen. So, yeah. Which was really sad and why it needed to be demolished because it was super unsafe. But still, yeah. so who's searching in deep space now? I mean, I don't know. Probably somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah. SETI, SETI project. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Sean is having some technical difficulties. We're going to get to that in a oh, yeah. bit. Uh, but is there anything else? Like there's so much in this there's movie. There's programmer that I humor. There's lots oh. of programming, nerd 
pot shots oh, yeah. about oh, this, yeah, programmers. This is like <laughs> the same era as as Jurassic Park, where hacking and hackers were like hacking is like graphical and has like a lot of like fun like yeah the key and it's also it's also like it, one of the things is like nine year old Jack like loved I am invincible Joe oh, yeah, and he like turns to ice like I, I always like. I, has eaten all the ham and has to buy more ham because he's running low on ham in this movie. He is out <laughs> yeah. of control. And I love him. My favorite. What's your favorite? Because mine is when he's like, she only works on the guidance system. She doesn't even have access. It's like, yeah, it, oh, burn. Wow, she, she doesn't only have works access. on the guidance systems. I can do a pretty good impression. All right. Like, at least I think it's a good impression. It may not but, be. <laughs> again, another thing I like about this movie, good setups and payoffs. That pen is a, a very nice, we know three clicks. Yeah. You can follow that scene again like you said stressful Jack, really good editing in between uh, yeah. uh mm-hmm. brazen's face and, and that pen yeah well it's it's also like it's like watching james bond be like fuck <laughs> like that's do like, three. Like, it's also do a three yeah. genuine panic yeah <laughs> he's like uh, he's like you can just hear him like he, he's like his head almost <laughs> moves with the clicks <laughs> on the pen it's actually like it's i'll give brazen credit too i mean i i don't know man i feel like brazen in the right movie like this and thomas crown affair i'm like you know he's a good actor like he's definitely do it then you get to mamma mia and it's great you know <laughs> he's fine and then he sings he's he fine sings. why not he's I fine know. i don't know why I, I feel like i have to defend pierce brazen for some reason it's like some rule i don't know why like he, the man's fine you know? he, he's a big actor and i think in this kind of role where it is writing that line it works a lot better. I think often when he's asked to do a little bit more of the serious stuff, it's tougher for him. Or yeah. if it's totally on the goofy end, he just looks embarrassing, which is unfortunate. I think Diana Day is Mamma Mia. That's the one. That's the one. That's the that's that's the one where he's singing on a boat with like his shirt <laughs> open, and great. I'm like, oh, oh, but button that shit up, buddy. Like Jesus, uh, we're, we're we're like three years past the prime. You know, like come on. <laughs> Poor, poor Pierce Brosnan. That's <laughs> really mean. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that uh, were fine with that. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, so, yeah. stands are not to be messed with. I've learned. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, who, who who else is the other guy in Mamma Mia? The older Colin Firth. Okay, we're getting uh, sidetracked. Let's let's, let's yeah, score this thing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, keep us on track, Trevor, because I can't. Uh, you were the one I was going to ask to give a score first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been ready. <laughs> Sight. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I uh, you know after talking to you all about it and realizing how much stuff I wanted to say about it, I realize uh, there's too much for me to remember, and that it is uh, just that much fun to rewatch all of the. Uh, you know, the, just the interrogation of itself and, and, and the history in this movie and just watching it have its cake and eat it too on such a fine line while giving us all this hammy shit from like Sean Bean's monologue and the fucking statue graveyard and like uh, all, all this stuff is it, it, it's ridiculous as any is. Uh, it's still somehow enjoyable like half the time and like just really mystifying the other half. But it all just kind of adds up to big dumb fun for me in uh, a really nostalgia goggled uh, again to disclaim way so uh, yeah I'll give it an 8 Peter Uh, I will also give this movie an 8 I I thought I thought that like like I said before I thought the movie was a fun time I I think I think Brosnan did a great great job as Bond in this in this movie Um, also like I said I I, I like that I I like that both 
they're both money penny and and M dragged him and and, and they're in their own like their own little way saying like yeah please stop being a little boy and grow up even, even q said grow up even q said grow up stop like when he was like in the lab touching everything like he was like dd in an dexter's lab where, where even the sandwich he was like is this a thing he's like that's my lunch yeah, the, the sandwich not, was yeah. weird too. And also, I was I was Corona triggered by him touching another just, man's sandwich. Like I was like, mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. touch everything in the mm-hmm. room. Having and no you know idea it doesn't wash his hands. Press a button. You know right. it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, James Bond does not wash his hands. I agree with that. He nope. he's like a three shaken out guy. I'm just saying. Oh, sorry. That was. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. This 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 was this you was a fun both. movie. It, it, it was it was fun. To, it was fun to watch a movie with Sean with Sean Bean. Sorry, Jenna's face. Jenna is just really disappointed by that <laughs> joke at me. I could just tell. Like Jenna's yeah. disappointment with me right now is like a real palpable thing to me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please continue, Peter. I'm sorry. No, like, it, it was. It was like I, I, I thought. Like, I thought Sean Bean was was fun. Was fun, as, it. fun as a villain, um, and it was, it was also fun. It was also like funny said, to, to, to watch this movie. And the second the I realized at the beginning that it was him, I was like, Craig "Oh, Sean Bean! Oh, he did!" Um, like just just like right off the cuff. Before I even knew, oh, he's gonna be the villain. But nothing. But yeah, this this movie was a fun time. ten for me for the next ten years of my life. Jenna, what do you give Goldeneye? Good. Well, that would be a bit much for me too. Do, do you record. think that that like the are we kind of so? This is the thing too. I I actually was really interested to talk to tonight, and I apologies to single you out as the only girl in the cast tonight. But one of the things that I feel about this movie sometimes um, is that I have no sense of like, and, and I, th- no, I know a lot of people I, I have this feel feeling like with Bond. I'm on the spot. I'm kind just, of, so like, for I, your favorite Bond movie, you make apologies like from for a, And this is you know, one like of my favorite Bond movies and one of the things that I feel really like, do you feel like this is film? truly like, this is like that, more sexist than that there is like a certain amount of apology? Like, it's just because of the time period and like the nostalgia with it, you're maybe more apologetic about it? You know, she's made it through a couple Bonds. Um, but then you have like you don't need to be oh, the arbiter you know, the, for like, all women too. I'm very sorry to put you on the spot like this. This was <laughs> really like just dubious ways. That's like kind of cringeworthy. And then the weird like I, I'm pretty hung up on that like very strange, violent, non-sex scene that just disturbed me. Right. Um, I mean the the problem some of it is is like it was still the mid 90s and as much as people like it the mid 90s was better than the 70s but that doesn't make it right um I don't know some of the like they definitely did a better job empowering <laughs> than in like the Dalton films for sure but I I also don't give it a pass like you don't have to have either like <laughs> you know just women calling like woman on the yacht James Bond about to like drop in all the way to an extreme of like, oh, well, this is this gets a pass because we had a female killer like that doesn't quite check that box in the right way. Right.
Mm-hmm. I think Xenia is, sorry, I know we're trying to wrap this up, but I just didn't say this and it's a little bit of a stretch maybe, but I, there is just such a fucking Freudian thing going on with Xenia that is just so fucking typical of Bond. Just like, I don't know, fearing the female orgasm. Like they make all these <laughs> jokes about the fact that she's never satisfied and he's just like, I don't know, she's bitter about it. She straight up calls him a bitch. She calls him a bitch because it's like, I don't know. And I just find that, yes, it is very (laughs) retrogressive and very just like, uh, it's all right there on the table. You know, it's really glaringly obvious. And it just, I don't know. I I can look at that and and find fun with it. But I I totally get how also objectionable it is at the same time. So I just wanted to say my piece on that. Um. Ben, you're up next. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Definitely one of my top uh, Bond films. Um, Definitely the best Brosnan, no question. Uh, It's a a good good list, mix of great villain, great uh, Bond working at a... Sadly, the height of his his power, which kind of stinks, because I think partially we got him so late, which kind of sucks, but also... I don't know. I just think the material he gets next doesn't doesn't uh, work well for him and doesn't work well in general. Um, I, the, the person I want to shout out, especially to, is Natalia. I think she's really interesting. I think she's one of the most interesting Bond girls in that she feels more of a co-worker. She's kind of an innocent trapped in it, which I think is very interesting. I like that she is um, capable, but not capable in the same ways as James Bond. They complement each other in interesting ways. I think and that the hacking is ludicrous, but that's expected for the nineties. Um, Fagger Jenkins big old hand performance. <laughs> Judy Dench is a great addition. The, the main complaint I have with this is the score. I think the score is god awful, especially in mm. the Famke Jensen chase scene where it's like, it's so weird how it goes from like funk to like, then there's these weird like synthy instrumentations that last. And then there's other like romantic strings and other sections. It's all over it's the place, right? All over the place. And I've heard that there's a rescore of people who took old John Barry scores and, and fit them to fit this movie. That's apparently better. Not watched it, but I, and also I'm, Reviewing this actual movie, the one that is available, the not fancy uh, ones that may or may not exist. Um, that's my main complaint. Also, Joe Don Baker stinks. I hate him. Don't bring him back. <laughs> I just don't think he's interesting. As an annoying American, he's a little more interesting than he was as a villain. Um, yeah. But uh, still, not happy to see him. And uh, yeah, maybe some minor quips here and there. But overall, I think Martin Campbell really gets Bond, obviously, with this and Cena Rao. He's one of those veteran directors who can fit into different genres really well when given good material. Obviously, he uh, doesn't work for certain things. Uh, see Green Lantern. But uh, uh, he does have a lot of uh, skill. He also did the Zorro movie right after this. So I think, you know, he, he has a certain oh, skill okay. with practical mm-hmm. um, effects. And I, I wish he could work in that field more. And there was more of a field for him to work in that because I think that's what he's really the best at. And uh, I think he's so good at setting up a bond, giving him something to do. And uh, giving him uh, uh, a course that other people could work with. And sadly, not everyone lives up to those standards, which is kind of frustrating. Uh, so, yeah, yeah overall, uh, 8.5. I, I like it quite a bit. All right. I have Sean's score. He was unfortunately not be able to get back on the cast, but I do have his score here and a little bit of a blurb from him. Uh, he gives it an eight as well. Uh, probably the most rewatchable Bond and a huge moment for the franchise. It's precisely what it needed in the mid 1990s, in <laughs> fact. But for Goldeneye, we may never have gotten Casino Royale or Skyfall. At the end of the day, it's just such a fun ride with probably the best Bond villain yet and arguably the best of all time. So eight out of ten. Yeah. Uh, nice 
Yeah, he, he probably didn't hear our, our, our thing. I, I do agree with you. It's one of those things, too. I do actually think that the other women in this movie. Also, it's my favorite money Whoa. pity, too. It's one of those things where it's like, I think. All right, let me go ahead and put a score on it so we can. I'm going to I'm going to be succinct here. Watch this. Uh, yeah, I can. I don't know why none of you guys were like, I'll see it when I believe it, Jack. But I, I just felt like you all thought that. So I, I just, just looked at like 47 vocalize. minutes and I was like, you said 30. And I'm laughing. OK. All right. I, I'm a, we, we, we've established I'm a dirty, dirty liar. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I give it a nine out of ten. Uh, this and, I, and, I, and I've said wow. it before. I feel like I set it up really well. Like this is one of my favorite Bond films, like the Bond film that you sat there. This is this is my first Bond film this is the one that I watched with my dad. It's it's one of those classic films with my dad, just like Die Hard is the other one where like I we were sitting there and my dad was like, fuck. <laughs> probably shouldn't watch this and then we watched it you know kept watching it and it was too early i was like nine years old i was like eight or nine and i was watching this movie and i was watching zinni on a top and I'm thinking damn it's probably not good honestly in the in the long run but it is one of those things where i just have that very deep connection with my father for like you know experiencing that so i i I've, i think i've properly set up the fact that i have no objectivity in the context of scoring this movie so take that for what it is but i will say that like ultimately like the nice things about this movie as a whole as it has like a certain again I think the editing and pacing of the whole thing give it a certain amount of rewatchability like you can pop into GoldenEye at any point and it just has a really good fast paced action adventure thing I think that's something that is hugely lost in the other Pierce Brosnan Bond films like they don't like they 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 pop along but there's they're kind of confusing and like I, I remember when I was like I popped into Tomorrow Never Dies and I could never figure out at what point in the movie I entered because <laughs> like it's like the, that movie hops around in such a weird chaotic fashion and it's just yeah this is like this is this has this is like really close on the back to the future scale of just a well plotted well set up movie and then it pops from scene to scene to scene set up payoff set up payoff set up payoff and I'm always a huge sucker for that and I think it may have started here <laughs> That's, I think that I think it's just like a well put together movie I also think that outside of Zinni Anatop, which I still love because you know complicated nine-year-old feels uh like i think that uh ultimately like the other two like a lot of the surrounding secondary character female characters outside of the uh, therapist and the car scene which it's kind of weirdly out of place in the rest of this movie but it, you know i i do think that ultimately like uh natalia is a very good bond girl very complicated bond girl and without zinnia she would have actually been pretty forward thinking in the context of bond i know that's like a low bar to pass but it is what it is and also this is just the best money penny this is the money penny that just like sort of takes him in hand and it's like that's like it's really it's just like it's just like burned and it's just like the first time you see and that's i think that's the thing it's like setting up like the james bond that can be burned and is burned by women and it's just like one of those things that i you know that never happened in the roger moore era and it's just it's just nice to see it so it's just gotta it's sort of see feeling the full context of goldeneye and where it is and like but it is i think the undeniable thing about goldeneye is that it's a huge step forward for the franchise and i think sean's probably right i think i think this is the step forward in the direction that allows bond to survive and it's also the step forward to being kind of baby skyfall on its own way especially with the development of like what bond needs to survive which is interesting secondary characters like alec trevelyan and uh, natalia for him to play off and develop him as a character and that's why it's evolved to where we can enjoy bond again in the form of skyfall or in the case of craig every other movie so hopefully the next one no time to die will actually be very good and the one after that will be absolutely terrible uh, God, just yeah. just just get Craig out of here with a good batting average. That's all I ask. Just give him, yeah, just give him, yeah. Just yeah, I, he's got he's got like a better Bond batting average. He's literally like fifty percent. What's another Bond that is a fifty percent good movie ratio? Like that's 
Need to be you know, I'd have to look. Good. Probably, yeah. but he's got diamonds are forever, man. Does, and like, and, and like Pierce Brosnan doesn't like Craig doesn't have like a die another day or a diamonds are forever. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's got to count for something. Spectre's <laughs> Spectre's bad, but it's like mid tier bad Bond. It's not. It's not like we're we have a space satellite dish about to fire lasers at Europe. You know, I don't know. It's not. Uh. I, 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 Obviously, I like that in Moonraker. Anyways, uh, yeah, we the, the Movie Gang podcast gives GoldenEye an 8 out of 10 overall with a shitload of scores. That was a lot of math. But yeah, overall, it's like an 8 out of 10. I like that. I, I think that's a, that's the most representative score. And yeah, uh, again, let's go ahead and read down this list of people here because there's a lot of we've got to do the outro. A uh, couple of things I want to say we're going to be uh, wrapping up over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be doing a holiday special. We're going to do and the Lego Star Wars like holiday special referencing the original uh, Star Wars holiday special, which is know, a favorite of mine and then we're going to also be doing as well a jeopardy game over the new year so movie gang content will still be around the corner during christmas uh even though we might be recording those a great elementary school teacher i can go on a vacation and i don't know why that's (laughs) the thing like i can take some time i don't don't look at me like that peter jesus (laughs) oh god you're you're young Your 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 young child handling voice, Jenna, is like really triggering for me. Because <laughs> no, you are, but it like it, it's it kind of sounds like Have really like my own mother's version of that, which is just like she's like Jack. Now, are you gonna go on the plane and wear your mask? And I'm like, ah! <laughs> anyways, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter how old you are. Your mother can still. <sighs> Because it sounds like rape. Anyways, what is sex uh, yeah, for rape. the movie game podcast. Like, why is, is no one else Trevor thinking Flynn. about this? Bye. Peter Dancy. Bye, guys. <laughs> Jenna Rose. <laughs> ben Haworth. I've officially added the sex thief <laughs> as the top of my DVD queue on Netflix DVD. Um, I'll get my full report soon. I need to finally find out what it is. Jenna doesn't. <laughs> and, and the height. <laughs> Sex Thief. That's what I need to know, Jenna. And I, you're right. It's 1974. It's probably bad. Jack, this is your <laughs> chance to end this. This is your chance. Um, I, I, I mean, she's got a point there, bro. Like, yeah, I agree. It's probably I mean, going to be really it, bad. Like, and I'm going to be like, let's what? not talk Wait, about the Sex a, Thief. Isn't there like a manga or like a, a graphic novel where a couple has sex and stops time and then steals shit? Isn't that yeah, called something no, similar? That's so. Here's where we're gonna be honest. That's the that better version a, of the sex thief, but maybe that not is the a best. hentai. No, that, I, I, I'm not. Sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm blow sorry, this I shit apologize. up. That is an entire here. hentai genre where people stop time and then go <laughs> so, and have sex with people while moving time along to the holiday stuff. Genre. Much more cheerful. There's I like the holidays. Thousands and thousands of work <laughs> in that genre. Like I just want to that. You know, Jean Grey blew your mind. That blew your mind. I'm just saying. Come on. Horrifying. Anyway, <laughs> watch check out all our podcasts, including Animania, where we talk about such fine content as that. And then uh, <laughs> Jenna's disapproval face really freaked me out. I'm sorry, Jenna. <laughs> Sex criminals was what I was thinking of for the record. Yeah, right, right. Remove it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. That, from everyone here at the at the Tuscan Chad Media Network and by extension the Movie Gang Podcast. Thanks for listening. Ah. <sighs> Well, I got to pee and get another beer. <laughs> <laughs>